This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Monday to everybody out there. I am Jake Bachman. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet Eric Strickland, and we are on the block. We're here for you every weekday from 4 to 6, running down the latest of sports uh, talk, sports stuff going on. Of course, not a whole lot for the Huskers, just kind of a sad baseball weekend, I suppose. Good softball weekend as things get going there, so I think this, uh, the softball team will kind of take over the focus here as we turn the corner, uh, turn the calendars, I suppose, into May. Um, baseball uh, having a, a tough weekend, and uh, uh, ultimately looks like it's going to be pretty hard for them to get to the Big Ten tournament, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, we move on. Uh, Eric Strickland, uh, I know you had uh, some fun over the weekend. We, I think for the first time ever, the ticket broadcast from the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> on, uh, on Friday, so so uh, how are you? How are you doing? How's your weekend? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Good. Doing good. Um, feeling good. Refreshed. Revived. Um, it was a lot going on down there. Actually, you know, with the uh, Formula One racing down there in Miami, was down having a uh, you know their celebration of their their circuit, and and so there was a lot of lot of action down there. Got a great food. Um, the atmosphere was good. Didn't rain, yeah. so it was. Uh, it was just. A, it was a really good, refreshing time, especially hanging out with your friends. You know, with uh, uh, friends, family, and and uh, enjoying that time with them as well, celebrating a birthday. So it was good, man. Uh, you know, we actually got back on the yacht twice. Um, went back the next day. It was so much fun. We got back on it again the next day. It was more in the evening time this time, so it was some tremendous views. Yeah. Did you go? Did you do any fishing? Our producer Nate caught a fish today at a at a lake. It's not quite the same as the ocean, but uh, you do any fishing while you're no. out there? Not on this one. Not on yeah. this trip. But they do. Um, uh, they do have. I saw some fishing boats out there, so you could charter them and go out and do a little bit of deep, uh, deep sea fishing. And uh, yeah, so you that's available to you. The, Actually, the water was rough at sometimes. Um, I think what I found interesting is you can tell the difference between smaller boats and how bigger boats handle oh, yeah. kind of rougher, rougher waters. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was I was one of the things that I found interesting. And, you know, you saw some some big ones out there. <laughs> it was some, <laughs> it was some tremendous, you know, I guess some things to dream about. It was, it was yeah. amazing. 
Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. I'm glad to hear you had a good weekend. It's uh, it's it's nice and refreshing, whether it's a vacation or just a weekend that uh, is especially eventful. Kind of resets you, kind of gets you back going, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you feel refreshed. So that's always good. Uh, I, you, you just sent me an article from ESPN today that really kind of fascinated me. So I wanted to start with that um, here, which is basically the idea, will we soon see players opting out of their entire final year of eligibility? Um, this is kind of coming off the, the idea of the NIL um, deals are out out there um so that kind of helps out with it but uh, more than anything there's just sometimes rare I, I would say pretty rare um circumstances where players look like they're ready or would basically be that like will anderson this year is the perfect example of it um the the uh defender for alabama he'd probably be the number one pick if he came out this year there's the rule that restricts him um having to play three years in college first and in, in order to do so so he's got another year he's got to go out and play and you just kind of think what's the upside for him um, obviously make a little bit of NIL money. Maybe he can do that either way. Maybe not. Um, but uh, a lot of it, I, I thought the best uh, part, kind of looking through this article, I think the best argument for um, maybe being able to sit out, um, you know, because this has kind of been going back, especially Jadavion Clowney, kind of, you know, there was definitely an idea there. He was going to be the number one pick as long as he didn't get injured. That's kind of feels like where Landerson's out, uh, where, where Anderson is. Um, but I think the best argument for it now is because you there, there was this idea that if you do that, you might fall in the draft. What's the, you know, you're going to have ring rust or whatever. Um, you, you know, you, you need that extra time to be aware and, and ready in football shape and all that. Um, but uh, the COVID season might have kind of thrown all that out the door. Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons both sat out their senior years or their final years of eligibility before going to the draft. And both of them have been fantastic from the get-go. NFL offense and defense are rookies yeah. of the year. So maybe that idea that you may, you know maybe you, you need to keep playing, you need to be in shape, you need to be ready. If you're the guy, if you're a guy like Will Anderson, maybe you don't, and then all you're doing is is kind of just risking yourself out there uh, and, and while you're playing college football. And, and for what it's worth, it sounds like um, the people close to Will Anderson say he's not that type of the guy. He's going to be excited to go out there and, and play. And, uh, you know, you like to hear that from, you know, football being in your blood. But you kind of worry about it with um, the bowl games now. People are sitting out, and, and the naturally the kind of the next question of this evolution is when does it hit – mid-season when does it get to a point to where you know maybe it's not worth it I thought the article did a good job like when Joey Bosa went down and his team was out of national championship contention he probably could have came back you know it, kind of the same thing like even with Jojo Doman who ended up going undrafted I suppose last year is like he could have played through it but he was doing what's best for him going to the next level at what point does it become a minor injury if your team's not having the season that you want it to be just sitting out or a guy like Anderson sitting out all year right now yeah I mean listen it is a um, it is a thing that a lot of people are considering right and I think to be honest I believe that's probably why NIL kind of sparked to try to mitigate some of that. Um, it did prop up itself in COVID and during the COVID season. And, and obviously there was a lot of uncertainty, you know, Big Ten and and I think Pac-12 were one of the ones that were kind of, you know, teetering about whether they're going to have a season or not. And then ultimately they ended up deciding to play. And I think players, because they weren't able to work out, they kind of found a way to, to get it done. It is uniquely different from basketball though. See basketball, you can, you can still figure out ways to play and to, to, to work and to get uh, simulations in, right. Football is a little bit different and it's tough to simulate action except yeah. on the field. Right. And so that's where a little of that comes in. 
but the Michael Parsons situation and the Jamar Chase situation, those those kind of broke the mold. It, it's something that kind of set a precedence that you can still get it done and still be, uh, uh, you know, a top tier uh, performer in the NFL. And so that's that's where that came from. What you're finding, though, is it's becoming about the future. And a lot of players, I mean, when you there was a study that was done out of Louisiana, I think uh, 6A, they found that uh, there were not two or three players needing food on the team, right, where Mm -hmm. they, you know, they had home situations that were were kind of troubling. Right. But it's the opposite. It said in 6A, 6A football, there's 60 to 70 players. And he was told. Uh, who did some research on this, he was told that out of that, only two players on the entire roster were middle class. So you're finding that a lot of these kids that are are finding their way, getting in, um, obviously they're trying to perform so that they can, you know, put a, a stamp on that they're ready for the next level, which is ultimate goal is to be in the NFL. And now with the risks, um, with all the things that come with that, it, it has the potential of hurting the football game, especially at the NCAA level. Um, because if you find that a lot of these people are dropping out, it, obviously you're, ta- you're looking at top tier players. You want the top playing against the top and the best against the best. And when you have those situations, it, it doesn't necessarily bode well for you. And I think COVID has opened up the door to something that I don't know is going to go away. At the end of the day, these kids are going to probably look out for what's best for them and their interest. Um, yes, NIL is a good situation that kind of helps that. But at the end of the day, they're probably looking at, you know, hey, I'm trying to make sure I preserve myself to make sure that I don't fall or drop or do any of those things. We can look at Jamison Williams and say, you know, it, it is is he a situation to where he could have went even higher? Yes, he got drafted in the first round. That also yeah. – uh, helps that he, that happened for him. But at, at the end of the day, too, you know, do you want to start out your career with that type of injury? Not to say that you won't get that type of injury when you're playing, you know, in the in the professional uh, in a, in the NFL, but uh, they're still, you're trying to minimize uh, those situations. It's the same with me. Do I want to jump out of a plane? What's the risk of, of me jumping out of a plane, <laughs> you know, and doing parachuting? Yes, it would be fun. Yes, yeah. it would be enjoyable. Yes, um, I would get all of that comes with that. But what is the risk to me, too? So <laughs> yeah. do I want to take the risk and jump out of the plane knowing yeah. that I could actually die? You might right? lose it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's, you know, it, it's understandable. It's something that must be considered. It's something people got to think about. Um, I even think Kay Johnson did it. He didn't. He he jumped into the portal, didn't decide to play. They have these training facilities now, man, that are actually next level. I mean, they take you through all types of simulations, all types of drilling, all types of workout. They actually stay at the at the some sports agencies now are starting to do that where they actually have um, their the players that they're going to be bringing in, whether they're you know, going to be newly drafted or whatnot. They actually stay on the facility and they just train, they eat, they they work out, they lift, they drill, they do all of these different things in preparation for it. And and uh, then they go to their pro days and, you know, perform and do the best that they can in order to make it work. 
Yeah, it's interesting. From what from what I've heard, by the way, from uh, jumping out of airplane parachuting, uh, it's not death you have to worry about so much as like back problems because just landing can sometimes if you land wrong, you can you can tweak your back there. As I was I was looking into it, but in any case, like I mean, you especially kind of think of like uh, Sam Howell, and I and you wonder, especially the quarterback position. That's when you start to wonder because when you see these way too early NFL draft boards for next year. Um, they're all, they're so far off a lot of the time, and you know it's just you, you you learn so much throughout a season. But Sam Howell coming into last year was had North Carolina in the top ten, like everything was was rosa. I mean, everybody thought he was going to be the next number one draft pick um, at quarterback. I don't know how much he would have fallen or how much of a hit it would have taken. He said, you know what, I'm going to sit out a year. My stock's as high as it can get. Maybe he falls to you know 25th from first or whatever. That's a lot, you know. He even proved maybe he didn't prove that he was the player he was the year before, uh, where he had more weapons. But he added a dimension to his game. He proved that he could run a little bit. Still, he dropped all the way to the fifth round. So I don't. I, I think it's a very small amount of players that this would really help because for right. for when you're talking about even if you get into the late first round, those guys have something to prove. They want to make a lot more money by getting into the top five, top ten, rather than sitting around and being okay with with where they're at. I mean, either way, you're happy with your first round draft pick. Don't get me wrong, but I think if you're talking about you know this 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 being a worry for someone sitting out an entire season, it's a very small amount of guys. But it is also the absolute studs, the absolute stars that you bank off mm-hmm. of all offseason um, thinking, you know, these guys are going to be the face of college football this upcoming year. So um, it's kind of scary as a college football fan thinking about it moving forward. You're right. I think NIL um, definitely happens, with, uh, you know, helps with that. Uh, it's kind of interesting because, the, you know, are the laws in place to where if it, somebody signed an NIL deal and then skipped, you know, went for, for, decided to forego their senior season um, or junior season or whatever it is before they come draft eligible, would they still get the NIL money? Would they because they still wouldn't have the same branding type of name? Maybe they would. I mean, maybe the, you know the story kind of circulates, and at least for a while they have a, a big name there within their region. But um, that's kind of interesting. I suppose that would be kind of in the paperwork to decide if they would still be able to get that. But um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it added to the list of ever growing problems for college football. I suppose it it's uh right. um you know it, it it it's just more of the interest. And again, I I think you know because we've we've talked it in the past, especially with Judavian Clowney, especially uh, uh with uh, uh Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's another uh, good example. Yeah, just guys that had NFL bodies, and you could tell right away these were grown men playing yeah. against college students. Um, and uh, you know. You just were, I mean, because those guys were, like, seen as generational. They would be, you know, you, you they had such big names when they were in college, um, and it did kind of make sense for them to sit out. I'm glad that Will Anderson's not going to. It doesn't sound like that Bryce Young won't. Um, but it's also something that, you know, maybe you don't worry about as much in, in college sports because you do know that the players come and go. And that's been, you know, that way for a long time. The the, the coaches are the face of the program. Um, and hopefully they would be able to restock. But, uh, man, is it, it – it's t- I mean, you just talk about roster management getting more difficult for these guys. Right. And it already is. Um, right. <laughs> and that's the, that's the part that I was looking at. And, and I was like, man, if you already got problems, I mean, they're in their, uh, you know, twisted sister and <laughs> – they're in their ACDC in it, man, banging their head against the wall. It's like, man, we, what's next going to happen that's going to cause me to have to deal with uh, the problems that I'm already dealing with? I've got the transfer portal. I've got all these issues. Man, i got to compete here in the NIL. I've got to go and try to drum up uh, some 
some hype and some 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 things within the within the university and the team in order to make sure that I'm competing each year and I've got to get in the transfer portal and dig in there and try to find somebody to replace five wide receivers like that just left Arizona State. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's I mean, just think of how late it is in the game. I mean, you're getting into the summer. You're not too far from getting into the fall and getting ready to start that all up. And next thing you know, you lose five receivers. It's like, come on, man. Like, I mean, I'm, I know I know, probably coaches are pulling their hair out of their head. That In some that don't even got it, they're pulling the freaking <laughs> yeah. follicles out. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy right now. But, you know, I, it, it is something – I don't think it's going away. I don't think it's something that's going to end. I think it's something that players are probably going to consider. What I would venture to say is – if I was a coach and, and I was in those positions, I would be identifying who my top tier players are and I would be trying to have discussions so that I can be prepared and get ahead of it and and really be prepared and maybe start, you know, inking stuff in my board or finding that next player and really coaching him up to get him ready. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself kind of, you know, possibly losing games because you're counting on you've drawn up plays, you've provided certain defenses and schemes to work with your best guy, and next thing you know, you lose him. So, um, yeah, those are things you got to just probably have early discussions with and kind of fill them out. And, and it opens the door for agents. <laughs> I mean, agents to now at a whole nother level to jump in there and and, and throw their head in the mix and, and cause some issues in that with, with, you know, cause they're going to throw money at you too. Yeah. Agents don't get it twisted. Agencies throw money at you too. And so now you're looking at agency money, NIL money, you got to pay back agency money. I mean, so you, you got to have those discussions and have those, those decisions that would hopefully lead you to make the right one. Yeah, let's get to some response off the Sardar Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, if you want to jump in these conversations. Ted says, yeah, maybe coaches now need to earn those outrageous salaries that they get. Um, I do. I, I Count me in as, as somebody that doesn't feel too bad for the roster management or all the, the, the struggles that they have. I mean, when they're making multi-million dollar salaries, um, especially for the head coach, there's a lot of legwork for the, 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 the guys underneath them, but, you know, they make hundreds of thousands of dollars as well. So um, it's uh, I don't necessarily feel too bad. It's just it's 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 a headache compared to what, where it was in the past. Um, and I'll say this, regardless of the money you make, it does add more stress. So we're going to see these uh, these guys kind of age quicker, uh, regardless, because of kind of dealing with that. Uh, Froff says uh, off the off the text line, um, Jamie Newsom, who sat out the season, went undrafted. Uh, of course, the former Wake Forest quarterback who transferred to Georgia. So he's saying it's always a risk. It's uh, it's not necessarily um, going to work out one way or the other. And, and that's what I wonder with Sam Howell too. Is you know what what kind of dropped him to the fifth round? Was he um, it, was his workouts good? You know what, what kind of you know what kind of went into that, or was it just the senior season or the, the final season um, where he didn't really back up his play from the from the previous season that really dropped it? Um, but but Bach, let's be real though. Like at, at, when, when you think about it, there's been players, usually those top those top tier players that we've been talking about, those aces um, that we've been talking about they some of them sometimes don't go and perform at the combine would it be any different right um do we question them for doing that yes it's a risk it's definitely a risk that you're not performing at the combine uh they're going to look at your tape i think that's just the opposite of what we're talking about here 
they're they're just not playing. So you're not going to see film on them. You're not. I mean, because it does. I mean, a lot of those those uh, front offices they rely on the film. They they want to see how you are on film. You know, not not how you did against Fordham, but how you did against Florida State. You know what I'm saying? They're they're watching how you're competing against some of those that are are, are able to match you uh, in your athleticism and your strength and your physicality in your mental and your, you know, to be able to read your routes a little bit better than somebody at a lower tier school. They're, they're looking at those types of films, but um, you know, there are those special guys like Jamar chases and, and the Mark of Micah Parsons. And there's some of those special guys out there that it doesn't matter who, who it is or where it is. They're, they're, they're just top tier guys. Uh, and Dusty uh, chimes in. What do you guys think about giving a sixth year, fifth year of eligibility to players that have stayed at the same school their whole career to help your numbers at least in your two deep with guys transferring and leaving early? Um, that's that's interesting. Um, it would be again a change uh, that that would need to be the breakaway from the NCAA where the Power Five gets together and kind of creates their own league. But the problem, I, I mean, when you talk about college football changing for what it is. If they do that, of course, that changes all the scholarship limits and stuff. Like they, they, they create their own rules. So hypothetically, I mean, you can move away from the college model. You can move away from the four or five year model. You could have guys that are just great college football players that don't project well to the NFL, make NIL money, seemingly as long as they want. I mean, I, I you, you could set different restrictions, or, or would they, you know, that might risk, you know pushing away the fan bases and, you know, people that like the traditional game. Um, but it's all out there. I mean, you can completely reset the, the rules if you break away from the NCAA. Yeah. So um, I'm fascinated to kind of see where that goes. I don't necessarily envision it becoming something of giving somebody, you know, eight years to play in your league. But, um, you know, maybe you do see a fifth. And, and, and specifically what he was saying, um, you know, guys that stay. I mean, a fifth without a red shirt. Is right. that what you're yeah, saying? that's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and specifically a guy that would stay at your school that whole time. Um, you know, maybe that makes more sense. Maybe it doesn't, but, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's just so much up in the air about college football and what's going to look like 10 years from now. Um, that, you know, basically all ideas are on board because there's a lot of problems. And uh, we just addressed one there uh, again for the, uh, for college football to worry about moving forward is guys sitting out an entire year. Now that, uh, you know, Jamar Chase, Michael Parsons have done it and, the results have been nothing but fantastic. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go through a little bit of NFL news and notes, including the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Broncos. That's all coming up next year on the TicketFM.com. Well, the Ticket and the TicketFM.com here on the blog. <laughs> 